Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Welcome, welcome to another edition of Football 24-7. He's John McMullen, and I am your humble host, Tone the Shields II. As I always say to you guys before we get down to the nitty-gritty, make sure you guys smash that like button. Make sure you guys continue to comment below in the live chat. And most importantly, we need you guys to subscribe to the Jacob Sports YouTube channel. It really helps the content grow, and it also increases the population on the channel and increases the engagement. And the more people that are in here, the more spicy the live chat will get. And on top of that, if you want more from John McMullen, if you want more of his writing, if you're an avid reader, make sure you guys go check out jkibsports.com. That's J-A-K-I-B sports.com. There you'll find John McMullen. You'll find writers like Paul <laughs> Domowicz, the Hall of Fame voter. And you'll also find an award-winning writer, an award-winning writer as well in Joe Santilaquito. But enough water pleasantries, John. Let's get right into it. How was training camp today? Day 10. Uh, hot. It seems to be settling in. Uh, another hot day for the Eagles, uh, you know, shorter practice today, an hour green practice, though, very high intensity as they call them. Uh, they have green, yellow, uh, red practices. So this was the highest of intensity, pretty good day for the passing offense. I would say the best passing, uh, performance of the summer for the Eagles so far. Which is not great. Don't get too excited because it hasn't been <laughs> it hasn't been good. But this is the best the best they've looked. A little bar, I guess. <laughs> well, depends on who the bar is. Like AJ Brown's been great. Dallas Goddard's been great uh, when when the football is directed to them. Um, you know, a little bit inconsistent. Um, Certainly, I think they had a seven-on-seven drill that looked like a seven-on-seven drill supposed to look, and that's with the offense, you know, dominating. So that's that's a positive. Okay, so 
the offense, let's you know, let's stay there for a second. What about the offense stood out to you? Was it uh, how crisp the how crisp the routes were? Was it the timing between the quarterback and the receivers? Uh, was it just pure execution? Was it uh, Jalen Hurts' processing of the defense? What stood out to you about this offense in their in, in their day ten? Um, well, it's a little bit, you know, the first play, the first play in team drills was Jalen Hurts kind of going off schedule, uh, 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 scrambling to his right, hitting A.J. Brown across the middle of the field for what may have been a touchdown. You never know. Uh, somebody, it's hard to see if somebody would have tackled him, but certainly that's a big play that would be considered off schedule. And look, I've been saying it for a while. That's one of the Eagles' strengths um, and one of Jalen Hurts' strengths. They still count those things. So <laughs> we all talk about processing and you got to do it a specific way. I'm now firmly in the camp of, no, you don't. Let's do it a different way. And I'm not saying, um, you know, you can't play sandlot football and win consistently. But I do think if you say you can't, count on the off-schedule offense, which is what most coaches say, I think you can with this quarterback. In fact, I think you can count on that more than the other aspect. And that kind of drives coaches crazy. So I understand why they talk about it. Yeah, you mentioned the off-schedule stuff, but you know what about the on-schedule, right? We all know Hurts thrives in that off-schedule realm. Um, how is he just in terms of running this offense on schedule, you know, hitting the reads as, as they're supposed to be hit? It's it's a little bit uh, hit and miss, as as it always kind of is. Uh, Jalen Rager, for instance, um, had a nice catch on, I think, the third play. So the first play was an almost touchdown to A.J. Brown off schedule. Second play thrown um, in the – confines of the traditional offense so to speak nearly intercepted um batted away from Darius Slay third play was a quick out to Jalen Rager you made a great catch toe tap at the sideline but again the ball was not placed um that great which is one of the reasons um he had the toe tap it so Depends, I guess, how you look at it. You know, we always talk about completion percentage and where completion percentage needs to be. Right. Well, you know, the completion percentage, not great, but, you know, big plays, big plays. So I think that's what that all, what this offense is going to be about. Yeah. I mean, you know, this team in general, was one of the top teams in the NFL last year in terms of explosive plays. You know, they label Jalen Hurts as one of the more explosive players in the NFL. And, you know, that just makes me think about, you know, this wide receiver room and uh, how they've been battling, you know, with these corners, guys like Darius Slay and James Barberry, they haven't made it easy for guys like AJ Brown and Devontae Smith, Quest Watkins and those guys. But, you know, the competition is heating up and, you know, these guys can only make each other better. You know, I'm curious to know, you know, who, who, in your opinion, has been uh, one of the more explosive guys uh, yeah, on that offense? Oh, A.J., A.J. Brown. I mean, A.J.'s been everything as advertised and probably more, um, you know, can beat you in so many different ways is, you know, he's 
he's faster than people think he is because he's so big. They don't think he's fast. Um, that's, what, that's what everyone keeps talking about, right? Everyone keeps talking about his size and how how physically imposing he is, and just how much of a, a physical specimen he is. Like it's, it's it's really something to behold. We haven't had a wide receiver of this stature since arguably Terrell Owens. I mean, am, am I am I off in that? No, physically, yeah. I mean, they haven't had anybody close to this uh, since T.O. Um, you know, I don't want to say he's that good. T.O.'s in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, that's uh, a different he's, monster. <laughs> he's got he's got a way to, ways to go. But, um, you know, T.O. wasn't here very long also. He had the one year, essentially, and then blew up. So I think the Eagles are going to have a better player long term for them. I don't know if he's going to be as good as Terrell Owens was throughout his career. Um, but for the Eagles, probably, um, A.J. Brown's going to end up being the better uh, uh, player simply because they're going to get more years out of him. Um, you know, he, he talks about Julio Jones a lot, who's another receiver. Uh, he's going to the Hall of Fame very physical, very big. That's yeah. That's, that's the mold of AJ Brown. So um, they have a nice compliment too in uh, of the wide receivers. Cause Devante Smith is, is obviously 170 pounds. Um, very, very small, very shifty, very slick. Um, tremendous uh, route running ability. And then you have a a a four two five guy in Quez Watkins who can just run past people. So it it complements each other nicely as well um, to have a true X receiver, um, a true Z receiver, and then you know Quez is not a natural slot receiver, but um, you could work with that. Yeah, you know, these guys sort of fit together like a glove. They fit together like puzzle pieces, and that's one of the, the biggest things I love about this wide receiver room. I feel like it's really balanced. I feel like you have a bunch of guys to do exactly what you need at that wide receiver position, which can only help Jalen Hurts be a better quarterback. Now Jalen Hurts just has to deliver the throw. Were there any throws today that stood out to you or from Jalen Hurts? Um, I've been reading some things. I heard he hit D.J. Brown for a deep ball. He hit Zach Pascal. What were some of your favorite throws uh, that stood out to you today uh, from, uh, from Jalen Hurts? Yeah, that was seven on seven. And that's where, you know, the Eagles have struggled way too much and way too many times because that's when you should really sort of, uh, you know, deliver the goods from an offensive perspective that's hev heavily tilted towards the offense. Um, yeah, and he made he made back to back uh, big throws to AJ and Zach Pascal. Um um, so that was, as, as I said, that this was probably his best seven on seven session of the whole summer. So, um, and, and, you know, Eagles are going to be off, uh, tomorrow, uh, in advance of game day. So we're not going to see if it's, you know, the problem is the consistency from day to day, you know, the throws are there occasionally, um, but then the next day, they might not be there. Or maybe it's two days and a bad third, uh, day three. So the great quarter, what defines the great quarterbacks in this league is consistency. 
from day to day and play to play. And that's the Eagles haven't had that uh, on offensively yet, to say the least. So, why do you think this offense is struggling in seven on seven so bad? Uh, I mean, you say it all the time. Seven on seven reps are naturally in favor of the offense. So I'm trying to understand why these guys have struggled so bad, so mightily in seven on seven, more than they've ever had before. Well, you know, I think people not need to understand that, you know, if you're 80% in seven on seven, that's probably average. Um, you know, so if you're 70%, you're still making some plays, but it's not where it should be. So there's the a joke, curve. Yeah, the joke with Sam Bradford is the ball never hits the ground in seven-on-sevens. Um, a lot of it is, and Sam Bradford, not a great quarterback, but tremendously <laughs> accurate. Um, it, it's, you know, the Eagles took more deep shots today, so that's, you know, that's a positive Um and obviously the completion percentage when you do that is going to naturally lower. Um, it, it's not about individual plays. Like in seven on seven, the ball should always come out. I mean, there's no pass rush. There's no, and on three or four occasions this summer, the Eagles coaches have had to blow the whistle and, you know, it's like you got to make a decision. This is seven on seven. You got to, you got to get the ball out of your hand. Um, so that's more of the kind of issue I'm talking about. So I'm curious to know. We know Jalen Hurts has a handful of things that he needs to improve on. Obviously, accuracy. But I'm curious to know, by your estimation. You know, because there's a difference between timing and placement. Obviously, you know, placement. Obviously, that's where the balls where balls thrown. Um, timing. You know how far, you know how fast you get it out your hand. You know, being in sync with your wide receivers. What do you think has been the most paramount thing since Sirianni and Steichen and Brian Johnson have been working on with Jalen Hurts? Have you seen a more focus? Have you seen a heavy focus on timing? Have you seen a heavy focus on placement? Um, what's been your evaluation of that? Um, Nick always says he's honest about it. There's four things he uses to evaluate quarterbacks, um, decision-making, accuracy, um, arm strength, and movement skills. Um, Jalen's got the back two, but the most important two are accuracy and decision-making, and accuracy is number one. Um, you know, that's what the offseason was about. That's why he went to visit Tom House and Adam Daydu and um, the mechanics, so-called doctors, former major league pitchers who work with a lot of quarterbacks around the NFL. That was about um, getting the fundamentals correct. Um, before the 2017 season, Carson Wentz did the same thing. He went out there. The Eagles win the Super Bowl. Um, obviously, he wasn't there for it, but he was a big part of it. Um, sorry, Nick Bowles fans, but they were eleven <laughs> and two, uh, going to be twelve and two most likely when Carson went down. Right. Um, after that, he didn't go back. You know, his mechanics went straight downhill. Now, part of that was um, 
you know, John DiPilippo left, who was a very um, um, hard-nosed coach and, you know, some would say uh, overbearing, uh, who would continuously press Carson to do things like that. Um, the pandemic came and nobody could do anything or go anywhere. And I think left to his own devices, you know, he didn't do the stuff he needed to do from a uh, fundamental standpoint. Um, and you saw the regression that is still going on today. Um, so it's a positive that Jalen went out there. We'll see once the live bullets start to fly, so to speak, um, how much improvement there is in the mechanics. But that is is generally the most important part on improving accuracy, better fundamentals, and things like that. Um, you know, but I'm I'm already at the point, and I've already said it on this show. I said it on Birds Three Sixty Five. Like I want to build around what Jalen Hurts does well. I want to go full Baltimore Ravens. Um, <laughs> you know. I I I think trying to make him a pocket passer is silly. And I'm not even saying the Eagles are are trying to do that, but that's what everybody claims they're trying to do. If they're trying to do that, it's silly. But isn't there a and I know we've talked about this before, but isn't there a limitation on that Lamar Jackson Baltimore Ravens-esque style? Isn't isn't there a cap on that style? Uh, we we haven't really we haven't really seen it really be a success story in the long term, you know, on the, on, you know, on the, on the, on the larger stages, you know, we've seen Lamar Jackson have amazing seasons, but as soon as he gets to the playoffs, teams tighten up, you know, teams load that box and they, and they force him to become a quarterback. And, you know, you start to really see the limitations in his game and, and just that style in general. Um, Maybe, maybe I, I'm with you that this team should build around Jalen Hurts' strength and really lean in on it. But, you know, there's going to come a point in time where he has to just be a quarterback. Well, you know, I'm, I can't control other people's perceptions. So, you know, Lamar Jackson's going to get those criticisms until yeah. he wins in the playoffs. Um, but he has been an MVP of this league. That's true. Um, you know, this is a one and done league in the playoffs. It's not best of seven where normally, you know, attrition is going to take over for the less talented team. You know, for years, I, I, I told people Matthew Stafford was a really good quarterback, a really good quarterback who played on a bad team. And I said, and I got so much criticism for that. And whatever 12 years he spent in Detroit, um, same guy. Goes to Los Angeles, wins the Super Bowl. Now, all of a sudden, Matthew Stafford is what he always was to people in the league, uh, a, a really good quarterback. Lamar Jackson's a really good quarterback. Aaron Rodgers, I say this all the time, is the best quarterback I've ever seen in the, in the realm of, I'm not saying he's the greatest of all time, but when he's playing well, I don't think anybody has ever played the position at a higher level. He's got one Super Bowl. Um, That's true. Peyton Manning is the greatest regular season quarterback of all time. If you had Peyton Manning, you were guaranteed when you woke up 
when you the first day of training camp, you were guaranteed 10 wins, and that was a bad season. You know, a good season for them was 12, 13, maybe 14. Um, that's how consistent he was from week to week. He's got two, and his second, he was not even good at that point. He was a descending aging quarterback. So if people are only going to rate quarterbacks on, on Super Bowl championships, A, I think it's wrong. Yeah, I kind of put Tom Brady to, you know, Tom Brady's by himself. Um, he's an outlier. Um, you know, Patrick Mahomes, he's got one, you know. And by the way, played poorly in that game by his standards. Um, Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill except for the fourth quarter. You know, Eli Manning's got two. Do you think he's as good as his brother? <laughs> Do you think he's better than Aaron Rodgers? I, I, I've never understood that standard of people. They won't shake it. Not everyone, but it's hard to win. It's hard to win. All I'm trying to do is maximize what the Eagles have right now. Do I think they're a Super Bowl contender with, with um, Russell Wilson? They're closer, but do I think would I pick them to win the Super Bowl? No. So, I mean, I'm just trying to maximize what this team has. But somewhere along the line, everybody turned into Ricky Bobby, I always say. If you're not first, you're last. I mean, if that's what you're grading people on, Jalen Hurts is never going to be good enough. Uh, true. Most likely, I'm odds. I'm I'm speaking specifically on odds. Um, it's hard to win Super Bowls, and you know, all you can do. And this was Andy Reid's philosophy. You you want to be consistently good every single year, so you get into the playoffs, make the dance, so to speak, and hopefully. One of those years, the stars align and everything breaks your way, which already happened for the Eagles once, 2017, 2018. Um, 
and you win the Super Bowl. That's that's what you're hoping for. Yeah. So, you know, you said something really interesting. You said if this team had Russell Wilson, you know, as, as the roster presently stands, you know, they're they're still not quite a Super Bowl contender to you. So I'm curious to know what is necessarily missing from this Eagles team for you to at least consider them to be a Super Bowl contender? Well, you know, they, one, you have to prove it, right? I think people, I always it use that there. term, skipping steps. I don't, I don't think you go, all right, they made the playoffs last year. They overachieved uh, with a rookie head coach and a first-time starting quarterback, and they also got waxed by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They they didn't beat um, any good teams or good quarterbacks for the most part, unless you want to consider Matt Ryan still a good quarterback. Um, I, you know, to go from that to oh, we're we're gonna we're gonna battle with Brady and Rodgers and Stafford and the Rams and Sean McVay. That that usually that's sort of an incremental climb. Um, so number one, you have to prove it. And the Eagles have a lot of, um, good players they added, but this is not baseball where you can trade somebody at the trade deadline. It comes down to, all right, if it's a pitcher, he's pitching by himself. You know, if it's a hitter, he's facing the pitcher by himself. You can just plug that guy in. Football is not a plug-and-play sport. you got to develop chemistry. That's why they call it the ultimate team game. You know, right. Aaron Moorhead spoke to us today, and he mentioned, you know, Jalen Hurts and A.J. Brown have a great relationship off the field. They've had it for a long time. They've never played together. They're still working on their chemistry on the field. Um, for all the excitement I have over Jordan Davis, He's a rookie. He's never played before. Hassan Reddick has never played with Brandon Graham and Josh Sweat before. There's going to be some hiccups. James Bradbury's first year in the defense. Marcus Epps, first year as a starter. Um, there's going to be some hiccups along the way. So people should be prepared for them. Yeah, I agree. I can agree with that. You know, there's a, there's a few more topics I want to hit before we close the show out. Um, make sure you guys are smashing that like button. You guys are tuned in to football 24-7 with John McMullen. And I am your humble host, Tone DeShields II. You know, hitting that like button really helps the content grow, really helps the algorithms, helps newcomers find the YouTube channel. And we want Jacob Sports to grow as fast and as large as we possibly can. Make sure you guys are commenting below in the live chat. Make sure you guys are also subscribed to the Jacob Sports YouTube channel. And also, I always forget to say this. Hit that notification bell. The notification bell is huge because it lets you know whenever we go live, whenever we drop content, you never want to miss whatever we have coming. So make sure you guys are locked in on that. And check out John McMullen, Joe Santaliquido, and Paul Diamond, which is writing on jkibsports.com. That's J-A-K-I-B sports.com. Now, John, uh, there's a topic I want to hit with you um, before we get out of here. Um, a couple, actually, but uh, let's start with this one. Something that's really interesting to me. Jalen Rager spoke for the first time since January. And I'm curious to know what was your assessment of, um, you know, what he illustrated and um, pretty much, I guess, his demeanor, uh, his poise, I guess, his mindset. Um, you know, what can you give the, uh, the viewers or the, and the listeners? Um, and what kind of insight can you provide to them about Jalen Rager's uh, first interview since January? Um, 
he did a better job than Derek Barnett. I'll say that. <laughs> no, I, I've always had a lot of respect for Jalen Rager. Um, he generally, like after the Giants game last year, where he dropped the two passes and probably cost uh, the Eagles the game. And we were still in, you know, stuck in COVID world, no open locker room. Like he could have hit. And he came out and he talked to us. Um, and and I said at the time, I had tremendous respect for that. Um, you know, Jalen, when he gets in front of the microphone, he'll he'll be honest and he'll give you honest questions. He he would probably prefer to be somewhere else right now, but it is what it is. And you know, everybody I I've said that change of scenery is probably best for both parties but Howie Roseman isn't going to give him away he's not going to cut him um and you know every once in a while he's had a good camp it's one of my predictions that has come true he made a great catch again today um but you know whenever Nick Sirianni talks about the offense he mentions AJ obviously in Dallas and Devontae and then it goes to Quez and then it goes to Zach, Zach Pascal, who, by the way, had a great day today. Um, his first sort of showing, you know, he had the food poisoning. First time really showing what he could do. Um, they don't mention Jalen Rager. So it tells me the coaching staff has moved on. Uh, wow. So, I mean, if he's here, he's going to be the punt returner. He's going to be the kickoff returner. Um, Denver's already lost Tim Patrick. Who knows? Maybe somebody comes with an offer that Howie finds um, okay. Um, and in that case, I think, you know, it would be, as I said, the best for both sides. Other than that, you know, injuries happen in the NFL. We're dealing with Jason Kelsey already. You know, Camp Jurgens is the first team center for the, the next month. Um, I mentioned Tim Patrick and Denver, Tampa Bay, I think had a second, uh, after Ryan Jensen, they lost him for the season. Their backup center was carted off today. I'm not sure. Wow. I haven't seen, haven't seen an update. Um, injuries happen and, you know, if Quez gets hurt or, um, Devante or AJ, you know, challenge right back in the mix. But right now, when you talk to Nick Sirianni, and unless he is specifically asked about Jalen Rager, he doesn't talk about him. He talks about those other receivers, and that to me is telling. Yeah, I mean, you know, he 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 has a a bromance with Zach Pascal, and you know, you mentioned Zach Pascal had a pretty good day, um, especially since dealing with that food poisoning. Um, we don't have to say too much on Zach Pascal, but I just want to get a quick um, idea of um, your thoughts on Zach Pascal uh, today. Um, I heard he caught a touchdown, and you know, I just want to touch on, I guess, his value in the red zone. What I love about what the Eagles have done is they've added two big bodies in that wide receiver room: Zach Pascal and AJ Brown. And People sleep on Zach Pascal's impact in the red zone. He's had about, I think, 14 or 15 interceptions over here o- over his four-year career, I think, something like that. So he has some value. He knows he know he has a nose for the end zone. Um, but I'm curious to know um what's your 
what's your assessment of Zach Pascal right now in training camp after today? And um, what's, what do you anticipate his value being um, on offense, particularly in the red zone? Um, well, I gave him my game ball today. Um, really? You're ahead of schedule yeah. with that. <laughs> yeah. he, he had a he had about four or five catches today. Two touchdowns, one from Jalen, one from Gardner. Um, so he was kind of toggling between the first and the second team. Um, you know, he's he's a he's a he's a capable. You know, in baseball they call it a professional hitter. He's a professional receiver. He runs the right routes. He's in the right position. Um, he's very fundamentally sound, um, but he doesn't have the top tier athleticism of, of the great receivers. So there's some limitations there. But you know, as long as he's your fourth or fifth receiver, he's a good guy to have around. I said, you know, you want to see. I've said this pretty consistently. You want to see Zach Pascal a lot on the field because if he's on the field it probably means you're winning the game late and they're trying to run the ball because he's a good blocker as he mentioned his size um so that would actually be a good sign from a rep standpoint um but you know that's counterintuitive to a lot of people because they want to see 1400 yards 1500 yards um uh, passing yards you know be careful what you wish for even good good quarterbacks, if they're throwing for outrageous numbers, that usually means they're behind and they're trying to catch up. And they're putting up some pretty big numbers, which might help your fantasy team, but it's probably not going to help your favorite team. Yeah. Uh, two more topics before we close out the show. Uh, I want to – well, you've already given out your game ball, right? Um, I'm curious to know how true – is this rumor? What I'm hearing is I'm hearing that the Eagles are considering playing some starters uh, on offense, in particular, in that preseason game against the Jets. I'm going to be there, um, but I'm curious to know: Have you heard any rumblings around the building, uh, you know, around the, around the complex about us about starters um, playing in that preseason game against the Jets? Yeah, Nick said they're going to play a series or two, so he confirmed okay. it today. Um, you know. If, if great, you're excited uh, to watch the starters, uh, just make sure you're in your seat very early. <laughs> Definitely. Um, because <clears throat> they're not going to be in there uh, a very long time. Um, but, yeah, they're going to play. The guy's available. Um, the guys who are healthy, um, obviously, they're going to err on the side of caution for anybody mm -hmm. who's got an ache or a pain. Um Nick was asked about how comfortable are you playing Jalen Hurts if, you know, Jason Kelsey isn't out there, Jordan Mailata, Andre Dillard, who are were back at practice today in a limited fashion. They worked in some team drills, but it's kind of hinky because of the concussion protocol. Um, you have to go through phases to be um, dubbed as fully cleared. So are you going to play those guys coming off a concussion? Um, and, and Nick said, Hey, you can do some things to help out, uh, you know, maybe an, a lesser offensive lineman. So it looks like Jalen's going to play a series or two. Um, you know, does that change if it's three and out? I doubt it. So, you know, hopefully they get a couple first downs and they'll 
be able to to show some things. Um, otherwise, you know, typical preseason. So yeah, if you're in front of your TV, get there early. You want to <laughs> see the starters. If you're in your seat, like Tone to Shields, get there early. Most definitely. Um, because they're going to be out pretty quickly. And you're going to see a lot of Reed Sinet. <laughs> he's had a good camp, by the way. Reed yeah, Sinet. I heard he's uh, I heard he's pushing Gardner. Uh, but uh, uh, he's not pushing Gardner. No. Uh, you don't think so? I've been hearing no. Gardner's been uh, struggling a little bit. No. <laughs> Gardner's, yeah, he has been struggling, but and and they've given Reed Sinet some second team reps, so that's where that's coming from. But that's more of a reward for. Uh, Reed playing well. Okay, they know what they have in Gardner Minshew. It's a good backup quarterback. They know they, you know, a lot of his turnovers have been the fault of the receivers, um, tip balls, things like that. And he's usually playing with backups, so uh, they're very, very comfortable with Gardner Minshew as the backup. Okay. And, you know, to close out the show, I'm going to hit this Jordan Davis topic, Um, you know, a, a, a pretty soft topic, but, you know, and we spoke about offensive line play with the Philadelphia Eagles. Cam, Cam Jurgens is going to be um, filling in for Jason Kelsey uh, in, a, in a preseason opener, and that's going to be value, valuable reps for him, most importantly. But, you know, Jordan Davis spoke on the viral clip, that the, the viral clip, and, you know, he wasn't really a fan of it because he didn't necessarily like the way it painted Cam Jurgens and, um, you know, he spoke about it in the press conference and, you know, he indicated that there's plenty of reps where Cam gets me. So I'm just curious to know, you know, what was your thoughts on, um, I guess, that <laughs> that clip and just his response to yeah. that clip and, and it just you Cam Jurgens. You know, Jeff Stoutland, I've had this conversation with him. He hates, um, hates one-on-ones because, well, plus he's the offensive line coach. They're, right. you know. They're geared for the defense to win mainly. It's much easier for the defense than the offense on on that particular drill. Um, yeah, I mean people people go nuts with them. I always say if one on one drills mattered, Joe Osman would be a four time All Pro and Jordan Mailata <laughs> would be back in Australia because Joe used to beat the living you know what out of Jordan in one on ones because he was so quick. Um, and now, if you watch Brandon Graham against poor Jack Driscoll, it would be you wonder how how does Jack Driscoll in the NFL? Uh, Brandon uh, generally eats his lunch every day. Um, yeah, I mean that they don't mean that much. And and you know, Cam, I think it was maybe the first day Cam stoned Jordan Davis in one on ones. Everybody was making a big deal out of that. That's not a big deal either. Yeah. So that's why Jordan was Jordan was saying that. But you know, somebody caught video of it and it went viral. It is what it is. Yeah, you know, it, it speaks to the type of person Jordan is, right? He could have been a young, eager player to say, Hey, yeah, you guys like that, huh? Yeah, that was a pretty fun play. But he took the approach of saying, Look, Cam Cam is that guy too. He 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 puts in work and you know, it just speaks to his uh the lack of ego there, you know, him being a team guy. And, you know, I just, you know, I, you know, that just spoke volumes to me. It was, it was kind of like the, it was kind of like reading in between the lines for me. Yeah. I mean, and it's probably, you know, I would say the Eagles coaching staff and, you know, on, you know, make the players understand, look, this is, is, it is what it is. And, you know, as I said, the Osman, my comparison is the best one I can make because 
Joe spent years beating up Jordan in one-on-ones. And guess what? It made Jordan Mylotta a better player. That's true. Well, you guys have heard it here first. This is uh, the final show before the preseason opener. We're going to continue to cover training camp um, with you guys on Football 24-7. But this will be the final uh, coverage of training camp um, until the preseason opener with the New York Jets. And then we're going to uh, do a recap of that um, probably over the weekend. Whenever the next training camp practice is, we're going to have you guys cover with that. But, you know, like I always say, make sure you guys continue to smash that like button, continue to support the channel and comment below. Stay active and engage uh, with your fellow Eagles fans. Also, make sure you guys are subscribed to the Jacob Sports YouTube channel. Turn that notification bell on. It really helps you guys, even when you're working, if you're driving, if you're, if you're working out. If you're doing something and you're busy, you get that notification on your phone and it lets you know, hey, Jacob just dropped some new content or Jacob Sports is live. You don't want to miss the Burger 365. You don't want to miss Sports Take. You don't want to miss the National Football Show. You definitely don't want to miss the new Jacob's, Jacob Sports postgame show. And you don't want to miss the new playbook show with, with uh, Rick Saratello. But, man, you guys, we appreciate it so much. Um, stay active. Uh, stay humble. Stay healthy. Stay hungry. You guys were locked in on football 24-7 with John McMullen, and I am your humble host, Tone DeShields II. Take care, you guys. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.